what is a disappointing um, start here in WKU basketball because they have played uh, lights out in the Rick Stansbury form of basketball, which is um, defending the three in a terrible way and uh, and letting teams score basically 100 points every other night. So um, I guess I'll let Nick kind of start us off here because I haven't heard him talk live on the radio yet. This is the first time I've ever heard Mr. Break talk, but – what do you think about this uh, WKU team? Uh, well, first and foremost, y- you kind of said it. It, it. It's a factor that it comes to defensive effort, and it comes to the stupid play calling, uh, quite frankly, that Rick Stansberry calls. Uh, I, look, every week we sit in the press conference, and he's like, you know, it's going to be a hard time to win a game when uh, the other team hits 16 threes. Well, it's a hard time. It's hard not to hit 16 threes when – when you're playing Western Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a mantra of, of Western Kentucky's defense to allow um, the other team to have their best night. Um, it happens all the time. It used to be the other team's best player was going to score the most points he had all season against mm-hmm. Western Kentucky. Now it's uh, any team can shoot threes on this. Yeah. I mean, let's let's kind of go over it a little bit. NTSU, who they just played um, two days ago, or Thursday night, I don't remember which one. Yesterday. Oh, Saturday, sorry. Yeah, Thursday was a UAB, UAB game. Yeah. Um, MTSU, yesterday's game, They shot MTSU on the season is averaging 29% from three. And they shot, let me look at it here. 58. 58%. It was, I think it was 16 threes they hit. Yes. Um, or 15, 15 from 26. 15 out of 26, yep. From three. Do you know how ridiculous that <laughs> is? And then to keep playing 2-3 zone because, yeah. which if you don't know, 2-3 zone is the epitome of Give them the three, mm-hmm. like it just pack the pain. Hope they well, don't, yeah, uh, get in there. But they, Western Kentucky just has not figured it out defensively, um, and obviously they they play six guys, so it's kind of hard to. I I don't know. I don't know if there's a trust issue with some of the bench players or if it's yeah half of them can't play. Um, but he's not giving guys that, at least we think here should be getting some reps like, uh, Caden's guy. Brashear. Yeah, I think Sherman Brashear definitely deserves uh, a little playing time to the game, at least. I mean, obviously, I asked him after the game, I was like, look, these guys are playing 35 minutes a game, every single game. Yeah. Obviously, it's taking an effect on them, and that's why teams are coming back and winning. And he was just like, well, yeah, well, I didn't ask it that way. But I wanted him to say that. Yeah. And that's why I asked it in a certain way. And he was like, well, yeah, when you have six guys playing 30 minutes a game, I mean, it's it's, it's going to happen. Other teams are going to go off. Well, why don't you give Sherm some minutes? I mean, he, he's probably the best shooter on the team. Yes, he makes questionable decisions sometimes. But that's just because he's young and he's always go, go, go. Well, he and doesn't the game, have experience because yeah, you don't give it to him. The game yeah. hasn't been able to slow down for him, but that's just because he hasn't played that much. Yeah, between that and and playing a a seven foot five guy thirty five minutes a game or thirty minutes a game, do you, that's ridiculous. Usually well, seven anybody above seven three only gets about twenty to twenty five because you can't put that strain on on the that tall of guy's mm-hmm. knees. Well, and he has played amazing this year. He's been probably the most improved player on this team since the start of the season. Well, when you're playing thirty five minutes and you're wrecking in what seven six seven rebounds at seven five it's kind of hard to make an argument that right. you're the best player on the I team i think it's just the the shot blocking mm-hmm. ability it and, is and you know but disruption on defense you know a player i'm just unbelievably disappointed by since conference play you know jarius hamilton yep. yeah has yep, yep. played some of the weakest most just it's just it's an like i said earlier it's effort he doesn't i i just feel like sometimes on on the defensive side I think he forgets where he is. He forgets what this is. Well, and he's a he's a Maryland transfer. He played in the Big Ten. He 
you think he would be a little bit stronger. It's the same mm-hmm. way. Me it's and a defensive league. Me and Mike loved him coming out I this did. year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Mike, I don't know what you saw from him, but him and Jalen Buds, the two transfers, the, the big transfers, have been soft. Yeah, to say the least. Really poor, especially like perimeter defense. It's just like they look lost. And I watched. I've seen Jarius Hamilton a little bit over the years. He's never looked this poor. And I, it's like I I don't I don't know what's wrong with it. And he's not he's not known as a defensive guy. That's, no. that's not why he was brought here. He's brought here to play offense and shoot the ball well. And that's one thing that I mean he had two two in a row the other night. And you kind of like mm-hmm. where, where's that been at? Because mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's just been very inconsistent. Um, they try to get him with his back to the basket because he's bigger than everybody else. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. You know, it just hasn't worked out completely. Uh, he rushes shots sometimes. Yeah, like when he's when they're playing zone, he always gives up the corner three. I don't know why that happens but it always which seems to the, be where he's at easiest the shot of the two three zone you can isolate that if you have a guy on the wing on that side that's that's open yeah well that's the easiest three in, in yeah. any sport mm-hmm. i mean that you can anybody can hit that shot and, um and he looks tired all the time when i see him oh, yeah. he has bags under his eyes i don't know if you all see him but he i had see him COVID, all the time. right uh, uh no know. josh did okay because i know a couple of players have had lingering effects with their performance well and even josh why josh isn't starting is a whole different conversation i mean he's playing the minutes enough to be a starter technically because he's finishing the game so it doesn't really matter but he's played the best basketball that i've seen him play consistently um over the past a uh, month and a half i mean ever mm-hmm. since he came back from COVID, it seems like he's been the best player of this team mm-hmm. and davion we we kind of gave davion a lot of um, hate at the beginning of the season because he turned the ball over. He was turnover prone. But he he is the best player on this team, and it's not even close. Because while you do say yeah, he turns the ball over a lot, this entire team. I mean, Luke Franton probably averages five turnovers a game just be just by handling the ball, just trying to get a pass in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because there's no post presence, so that you can't really get in there unless Davion's driving. Because you're trying to make Jarius Hamilton a post player, and Sharp can't post up at seven five, which is beyond yeah. ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. Well, they. My issue is they try to run pick and roll like every other series. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Every yeah. time they come back on the offensive side, they try to run pick and roll. And it doesn't work 70% of the time. And it's like it's Davion and Jamarion running pick and roll. Everybody else standing in two corners, standing on the wing. Which would be and different if you had guys that were shooters that consistently shot the three well. But Luke Frampton, let's be honest, if he's supposed to be the sharpshooter that he's, you know, what came here to be, he hasn't lived up to that quite as much this year as he has in the past. Cam Justice has been one of the better players of this team. Best as a, player. As a seventh-year senior. You Best know, player. 27-year-old guy playing in the college basketball. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and then Jarius Hamilton, I mean, he's been on and off his entire mm-hmm. time here at Western. But it's just a bad offense, which is, you know, that's Rick Stansberry's motto for the past yeah. five years is the same motion every single time you go down the court which is what caused them to lose the last three conference championships because he doesn't make adjustments. This is the first time since Rick Stansberry has been here that they've lost five games in a row. And really, four of those five games have come down to the very last possession. And that UAB game, I'm going to blame coaching on that one strictly because um, Jordan Walker went off in the first half. second half, he was non-existent for most of it. And Mm -hmm. he's a top-four scoring uh, leader in this conference. Josh Anderson guarded him the entire second half except one time, and that was the very last play of the game yep. where Jordan Walker hit a 30-foot three to win the game. Right. And I don't understand why Josh was guarding the guy who took his first shot, the possession before, right. who was wide open and hit that three 
that was his first uh, points of the game. I don't know why Josh was Who guarding walked, by him. The way. <laughs> oh yeah, just a side note. Just they, they showed the replay to see if he was behind the line. The guy took a jump stop. Mm-hmm. And he didn't dribble it ever, and he took like three or four steps. But he hit the three. They tied it up, and then like you said, Jordan Walker came down and, and buried a thirty foot bomb. But that's that's who you expect to take that shot. You you can't expect anybody else. I would much rather have that guy that just hit a three taking the last shot instead of Jordan Walker. Anybody mm-hmm. but him. It's the same way as if, you know, if there was a killer on, on Western Kentucky's team, you would say, you know, whoever that player would be, it's not this year because well, you, you don't have that well, person. See, that's what I think is frustrating is UAB is a team that they're thinking about will get an at-large bid even if they don't win the conference. Like, they, they're a really oh, yeah. good team. Well, not right. anymore. But the thing – They just lost to Marshall. Lost, okay. Yeah, they lost but, to Marshall. But they're a good team, so it's like Western's right there. So it's, it's like if a couple things for them to change – you know, I think they can still accomplish what they want to in this season. Well, that's why it's weird. So let me read a few things here. So Western's now ten and eleven on the season, under five hundred for what feels like the first time in the last since we've been here, um, in our four years at least. Um, they're dropped their last five, like Caden said. They're two and seven in their last nine. Uh, the biggest issue we kind of talked about it. It's the fact that they don't make adjustments and that this it's team defense, not just individually, but mm-hmm. this entire team. None of them can defend except Jamarion in the paint, and even that. He alters shots and blocks them, but he still doesn't know defensive assignments like any any big man in the country does. Um, but they lose to UAB and MTSU, and then UAB like they play they play ODU and Charlotte in these next two games next week this coming week. Who, by the way, I'm pretty sure ODU killed Charlotte one game, and then they uh, Charlotte beat ODU the next. It was back to back, but. Charlotte is eight and one at home, and guess where Western has to go on t- Tuesday or Thursday, wherever Thursday they play. Yeah, and Western is yeah one and seven away <laughs> on the road. Diddle Arena. Yeah, and and they just dropped two at home. So mm-hmm. think about that. And what I think the worst loss to me was the FIU game because they haven't lost to FIU since 2016. I don't know between that and the Law Tech game. Yes, that one too. The Law Tech bad. game was Scenario in their hands, yes. up 20. But I'm saying they've. How many times have we seen blowing leads since we've been here? I mean, yeah. So that's why. Well, that's a, another part of coaching. Yeah. It's just. FIU is supposed to be a given win every year. They beat they, FIU by like 15. The first game. Just yeah. a week and, earlier. And, did. Yeah. and then they go to Miami and FIU is shooting the lights out. Yeah. And and credit, they came back in that game when they could have, you know, got down, down on themselves. But they came back and lost on the last possession. But. It's a problem that they're giving up this many threes. When Middle Tennessee is 12th in the league in three-point percentage, right. and they're shooting, making 15 threes. And I didn't even realize Josh Jefferson had 31 points at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Yeah. It didn't even seem like that to me because they just came out and everybody was hitting. Right. I mean, even guys who are shooting 20% from three hit two threes against Western. They don't it's, make no sense to me. It's a, You know, so and I don't know if anybody in here has played basketball before, but – Sometimes when you play basketball, there's a guy guarding you where you just have this utmost confidence that you're going to hit a shot no matter what this guy does. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that's just what everybody does to Western. It's yeah. you get the you get so much confidence playing against this team because you know that they're going to give you open shots, and if they do, if they close out, it's not going to be anything that that'll rattle you, and they don't get up in you. Davion McKnight might pick you up full court, but if you do the same to him, he's going to turn it over. So they don't mm-hmm. because they don't because they don't go to their bench so they play 35 minutes so you can't expect full court pressure so between you know defensive mishandles and playing six guys for the entire year you can't expect I mean the reason you play at home is so that your bench players play well because 
that's what they do when they're at home. Then you can go on the road and play your six guys that you want and hope that you get a W. But guys like Brashear and even Cozart, who Elijah like, Huey. Co- Kozar's actually played pretty well when he yeah. gets minutes. That's what I'm saying. And I'm just confused why he's not getting more minutes. He played pretty well the other he day. He should be playing over Butts every And Jalen Butts is garbage. Jalen Butts is like Trey Meadows to me. <laughs> and if you remember how I feel about Trey Meadows. Not I the feel, biggest fan. I, I feel worse about Jalen Butts. I mean, watching him the other day, he was sitting on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. And he had his legs out on the court, just spread out. Yeah. And looked like he was checked out completely. He's been the biggest disappointment so far he this season. He hasn't looked interested in basketball he, he plays, since he got here. He looks like a walking embodiment of a yawn when he's on the court. Like, oh, yeah. like he's so lazy, and every time he tries to back somebody down, it's like he's not even trying. I don't understand. You know what's worse is that Zion Harmon showed more emotion on a bench than Jalen Butts did. <laughs> every game. And, and Zion Harmon's no longer on the team, obviously, uh, because I don't know if, if, any, if we've talked about this we yet last, last week, week but yeah. Um, Harmon and Keith Williams no longer going to play the rest of the year. Harmon not enrolled in the school, personal issues. Um, and then mm-hmm. Keith Williams just didn't get eligible, just didn't get eligible by the NCAA, well, which is ridiculous. Ryan, uh, is that going to be the excuse as to why Stansbury stays another year? Oh, yeah. Because he'll there's always one. an excuse. He'll get one. And and because because the recruiting is there. Yeah. If the recruiting wasn't there and the wins didn't show up, he would be gone. But the fact that he makes a conference championship and has recruiting but, and loses it, doesn't matter if he loses it. The problem it. is, at what point is the co- the conference championship shouldn't be enough anymore. Three years in, yes, but it's eight years in. Seven, I don't know how many years he's been here. Enough. Six. Six, I, six, I don't know. Yeah, six. But he's lost three or four straight, and the only reason he didn't lose the COVID years is because they didn't have mm-hmm. it. So well, we lost a regular season championship. Which essentially right. was a championship yeah. that we blew just as epically bad as we blew last season's <laughs> right or, i mean and you start off down what was it 21 to 2 or whatever it was last yeah, 17 year. nothing so wow. i mean that's just that's just coaching in itself and yeah not that we're i mean maybe some of you are, are calling for rick's head to be fired already but some of us are he uh <laughs> definitely needs to make a change just a little bit definitely needs to make a change for for western to become what they're supposed to be well and you say the recruiting aspect and yeah and he's been a great recruiter but look at the season and yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, get Charles Bassett. You're supposed to win at least if he stays here yeah. for three years. You're supposed to win at least two of them that, of the conference championship. Charles Bassey didn't see the NCAA tournament. That's a shame to college mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, three. Yeah, I mean two years, but three seasons technically. And you bring in a, a top recruit in Zion, and, and, mm-hmm. and whether that's you know Zion personal issues and, and Rick whatever, but he doesn't play, so that's mm-hmm. basically a wash. So you didn't get him. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you've gotten one big recruit and you didn't make the tournament with him. So yeah. what are you going to do with people that aren't the big recruits? Yeah, well, probably not make the tournament. So well, it's like I said this last week too. Like even Josh, Josh was a top top sixty recruit, and yeah, he has nothing to show for it. Right, he's been Absolutely here for five nothing. years. This yeah. is his fifth year. Tavion, and nothing. that's why he came back is because he wanted to win one because mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. got that salty taste in his mouth. But uh, we uh, we're running out of time, so we're going to take a quick mm-hmm. break. When we come back, we're going to have WKU women's basketball to talk about because they're. Uh, they actually came up to to play. So we'll be right back on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Again, I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Caden Gaylord Day, Nick Brake, Mac Rosano and the crew, and Mike. I'm gonna so you're gonna I'm gonna say this multiple times so that I can remember it and engrave it in my brain. What's the last name again? Stamper. 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 It's gonna take me a while to, to realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. A little update, if you can give us an update, Nick, on what's going on in the 49ers Rams game. 
Mac? Uh, it is zero zero. Uh, I think well, you're a little behind, uh, am Mac. I on? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it appear. Oh no, no. Okay, so what happened was the the Rams could have, should have, maybe would have lost the ball. Uh, there were six points on the board, uh, but the question now. It looks like Matt Stafford was throwing the ball forward, and he didn't actually fumble. Oh, so the 49ers had a scoop and score, and they didn't. Yeah, okay. but the ball was clearly well, in yeah, a forward throwing like motion. Stafford two, two. threw the Stafford threw a, in a red zone pick. Yes, uh, opening drive and the opening drive. Yeah, so it's not been a good start. Knotted up for either offense so far. It's scoreless in the second quarter. To see who goes to the Super Bowl to play the Cincinnati Bengals, who we didn't <laughs> talk about earlier, but. We'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to talk about WKU women's basketball for now, a team that's actually been playing um, well. After winning nine straight, the women's basketball team, they dropped their last two against the exact same teams that the men's team played. They lost at UAB and at MTSU this past week, but they're still 14-6 and six and 7-2 and two in conference, which means these are the only two conference losses they have. They've been playing well, uh, and I think it's a testament to the coaching. I think mm-hmm. you can see the difference between the women's team and the men's team, and that is Greg Collins is a good, you know, mid-major coach, and yep. I think Rick Stansberry needs kind of that um, and they, higher recruit SEC type. Greg guys. Collins has the identity. His teams, he's designed his teams to play ugly. They want to force <laughs> if you force twenty-five plus turnovers, that team is not going to lose. Yeah, well, and the fact that they have a dominant. Uh, big and and Merrill Abdelkwad, who played well with um, Renee 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 Meljadewi a few years ago when Renee was dominating. And she was a good two, but she has really emerged as this number one for this team. I mean, she's averaging 20 a game and seven rebounds, shooting 50% from the the field. And she learned her her art while playing under D. Givens, Whitney Creech. This this program has had some – Excellent players in the last three years. It's yeah. been an amazing gift to watch this team. Greg Collins, uh, when he took over a few years ago, no one really knew what this team would be. Would they be as good as they were in years past? He's finally built it up. Had a rough year last year, but it yeah, was a turnover year. It was a down year, sure. but I, you can tell the difference between having a down year and then building it back up Absolutely. to, mm-hmm. to what it is. Now. And what it probably had to do with you know it being the COVID year and everything changing right. yes. last year for what it was, like playing back-to-back days well back to back in the same spot right against the same team all the missing time, so. games here and there and yeah. then having to play double headers mm-hmm. like but, like you were in baseball or something <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, i mean they're doing great i mean my Meredith's killing it as a freshman uh 13 points they have a young team and they're playing well they're exceeding well what you it wouldn't be their expectations they would have told you they'd be tied for first mm-hmm. right now in the everybody conference else's but expectations. everybody else's expectations and i mean that's exciting for the future too and I forget, Merrill's a senior now, but is yeah. she a COVID year senior, or does she have one more year after this? It's hard to tell now yeah, because all, I, these, COVID, all these COVID things, like, it, you know, you never know if, like, Josh Anderson is a COVID year senior. Well, he could be a Cam Justice. Cam be Justice. here in three years from now. Yeah, as a grad. No, she, she has two years of eligibility So she's, eligibility a, she's a true senior. Yeah. So she has two more years left. Including this to. year? or. Uh, including this year, yes. Yeah. Okay, so okay, true senior. So COVID year junior last year. Yes. That's why it's so hard to keep up yeah. because everybody gets the extra year of eligibility. But um, shout out to the women's team. They've been playing out of their mind. They take on Charlotte and ODU just like the boys, except these two are at home for this week while the boys are on the road. And they probably need that after losing two on yeah. the road. So they probably need to get back home, you know, get back in the environment. and uh, Trying to improve the 9-2 and two in the conference mm-hmm. to uh, build up that conference record before heading into the tournament in a few months. I mean, it's not that far away. We're Yeah, it's what, six weeks? Just over a month. Yeah, yeah a month and a March half, March 17th. Uh, 
But we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have college basketball around the globe to talk about. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Big Blue. That's right, Nick. College basketball coming up, and we have a big game to talk about because yesterday was Super Saturday, and, I mean, Kansas got wiped up. But we will talk about them in a second. They did beat Texas Tech in overtime earlier on Tuesday at home. Ooh, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech should have won Fouled that game. three. Should have yeah. won that game. Easily should have won. But it was double overtime, Jared I think. Shannon, every time he ran up it the was, court, decided to shoot the worst shot possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. Texas, I, their like, identity, oh I, uh, ever since Chris Beard left, they just haven't well, been the same. They're so inconsistent. They beat Kansas and Baylor, and then they lose to Kansas State. Well, and Baylor is inconsistent, too, because they yeah. lost Alabama. Yeah, we have plenty to talk about. SEC. Kansas, they, there, was a, there was a stat going on in the Kentucky game that Kansas has won more Big 12 championships than they've lost home games under Bill Self, which is a testament more of how bad the Big 12 is rather than how good Kansas is. But Kentucky did give them a dominating performance um, at Allen Fieldhouse I will on give Saturday. this man credit because – I have been bagging on him for most of the year. Like Keon Brooks showed out yesterday. And I'm just like It's about time. I ain't never seen you act like this before. You getting bucket buckets. It's I just, mean, where has he been? It shows the difference between when severe and Kellen Grady are the guards instead of severe and Ty Ty. Because Ty Ty adds it helps severe and Keon more than anybody else because Keon is now wide open every play because Ty Ty creates this energy I, I, I don't know what it is, but defensively, whenever you have he's to on, yeah, for him. exactly. Instead of severe being severe, the defender plays in the paint the entire game, no matter where he's mm-hmm. at. It doesn't matter. And he's shooting a lot better uh, recently than he has been for most of the season. So it's been great. And Oscar, you already know what Oscar be doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's a machine. The guy mm-hmm. just runs every double double, fifteen and fifteen, mm-hmm. basically a game. He's a walking double double. That was the best Kentucky's played all year by far. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was just yeah. amazing. I mean, yeah. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm think just about saying it. Like, Clearly. Well, they they dominated North Carolina, and I know North Carolina is mm-hmm. not the same as Kansas, but they, they blew them out. Tennessee. I mean, everybody was kind of thinking, like, you know, where was this at earlier in the year? And then some injuries happened. Ty Ty goes out against Auburn. All this stuff happens. And they were close against Auburn. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to tell because college basketball is so weird because Auburn then, you yeah. know, had a one-point game against Missouri, and mm-hmm. Missouri is terrible. So you never know, but – at least for now, Kentucky um, will move up in the rankings mm-hmm. at least this week. Um, and they play, I think, Vanderbilt. So not no worries about that going out <laughs> next week. Um, but another another news, Pac-12 time, UCLA stomped number three Arizona at home. The fans are finally back, and I think it's the biggest difference because Kay. UCLA had to play that was awful. in an empty stadium for two and a, basically a Stupid. month and a half. Can I, talk about, can I talk about Arizona's point guard here for a second? Yeah, who is this, it? This, this man, Kirk Creasa. Shows up to the game in a headband and knee-high socks. Okay. And he goes 0 for 10 from 3 in that game. It was horrendous to watch. Well, Arizona's <laughs> style of play has always uh, disturbed me. 
even yeah. when they had good players. Um, I, I, you got to give a shout out to Arizona's coach, though. No, it, it, oh. no, I don't. No, no, no. But what he's, I mean, think about it. Arizona, you couldn't recruit anybody in the country, so he goes international. That's because and they've got a top twenty-five team. That's because he's supposed to. They're not supposed to be able to recruit anybody because he's supposed to be banned. I yeah, <laughs> I think there's. Don't give them credit. Cool, cool <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not giving the program credit. I'm giving the head coach credit. Cool off on the Arizona hate, Ryan. I'm a I'm a closet fan. Um, but what? What'd you say? I'm a closeted Arizona fan. I like them. Yeah. Okay, he, well, that's he showed up to my apartment to watch the game in an Arizona uh, <laughs> long sleeve tee. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know they were number three. Yeah, that's that was that's that's weird to me because they lost to Tennessee and Tennessee. That, that was their only loss. <laughs> well, Tennessee's up and down because they beat they beat Arizona, but Did then you they see lose. them yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. They, they don't look good. I don't, it's just so weird because they have they. I do think Kennedy Chandler is one of the best point guards in in the nation just because he's so shifty and he's. Call Coleman collected, but yeah, Tennessee. The rest of the roster is mm-hmm. hot garbage. John Fulkerson is still playing basketball somehow, and he's atrocious. And he's gotten worse every year. He's regressed every single year. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Tennessee. Another game that happened was the Big Ten taking out each other like they always do. Um, Illinois beat Michigan State with without Kofi Coburn without and them, Andre Carvello at Michigan wow. State, yes. and Michigan State was number ten at the time. Then Michigan beats Michigan. Or I'm no, sorry, Michigan. Michigan State beats Michigan. I don't know why I wrote that. Um, because that was obvious. Michigan has been terrible all year. No yeah, offense, Mike. It, uh, <laughs> it's such such an inconsistent team. Like, our first halves don't look that bad, and then they come out of the locker room, and then for the first five, six minutes of the second half, there's no literally no offense. It's, it's awful. Uh, it's definitely a down. It kind of reminds me of, you know, Michigan football. There's all these good players, and <laughs> they can't get it done. The, Poor Mike. It's, it's, a, just, it's a young team, I think. Yeah, if, because you're supposed to have – Three five stars that yeah. none of them are playing like it. Well, Musa, plus Hunter Dickinson. Musa Diabate is not doing terrible, but everybody else is kind of. Yeah, and, Caleb Houston was supposed to be a, a lottery pick. Well, he was in a he was in a really bad slump, but he's kind of gotten out of it a little bit. Either but way, tournaments. It's, out it's, the it's been dis- yeah. uh, definitely not. But no, not at all. If they unless they win the Big Ten, Michigan. Uh, we're, we're two games out of first place. Michigan. The, the, the problem with them though, they missed that <laughs> in week. The conference. They missed that week in January, and the two games they missed were Michigan State and Purdue. So they've got to make those up. We've rescheduled in, in Purdue. Middle. So that, that that's going to be tough for them. I mean, they're well, both at home. But. Speaking of Purdue, number six, Purdue beat Ohio State on a buzzer beater mm-hmm. uh, today, this morning. And uh, Jaden Ivey is solidifying himself as probably a top five pick in the Absolutely. draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been nothing but uh, impressive for the, for the Boilermakers. But they, that team is stacked. They have depth at big, you know, guards that can shoot. They just have it all. Yeah. Um, it's just whether they can be consistent. And then Wisconsin has been the surprise team for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis, what's his name? Brad uh, Davis? Bra- no, da- not Brad Davis. Johnny, oh, Davis. Oh, Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. Good Lord, Brad Davis. <laughs> Brad Davis the, the guy that flops every the ninth, The ninth year senior? Yeah, he's still he's still there. <laughs> I mean, he was here He was here when mm-hmm. Western played Wisconsin our freshman he year. He actually was here. played the year before yeah, with and <laughs> drew the foul, the controversial foul call uh-huh. against WKU. Flop. And tw- yeah, yeah. That but, was five years ago. So, yeah, but and he's playing. To back you up, Johnny Davis, his his emergence has been crazy. He's he's so good for them. He's probably the most improved player, um, mm-hmm. especially on a big stage like Wisconsin has been. But they beat uh, – they were close with Minnesota. I didn't check the end of that score. The 66-60. Okay, so they bar- they almost lost to Minnesota. Yeah, but Minnesota's a pretty solid team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Big Ten, they just they take out each other every uh-huh. year, and it ends up being – To their own detriment. Good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like Ohio State last year. Um, and then finally, Alabama beat 
number four Baylor, who has been inconsistent as of late. They were mm-hmm. dominant early this season, and then they lost two in a row, and then they just haven't been the same since. Um, and I don't know what it is. They don't have that guy, I guess, anymore like they did two well, years ago or a year ago. Jared was, Butler and Macy Oteague were kind of replaced by guys who haven't really found an identity. Like well, James, James Akinjo and Flagler aren't really stars. I don't think. And Davion Mitchell, I mean, you can't oh, replace that kind no, of guy. No, The physicality of Baylor from last year to this year, you used to cut the game on Baylor last year, and they just looked like they had grown men. This well, I mean, year they kind of yeah. looked like everybody Mark, else in college basketball. Mark Vito was 6'5", 280, and was, you know, destroying kids, and yeah. went to go on and play football. Like, that, they don't have that this yeah. year. Uh-uh. Uh, they have Flo Thamba, if you think about it. So, uh, <laughs> Baylor a little down, but... They're still a top five team probably by the no. end of the year. Oh, I thought you meant by next oh, week. Oh no, not by next no. week. These that? rankings are going to change very, oh, yeah. very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me, let me give you a quick update for next week's games. Alabama is going to play at number one Auburn, and then they get to play at home against Kentucky. That's going to be a big week for Alabama. You don't know they could win one of those games. I don't know which one, uh, but Auburn's kind of been down lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been playing not so great, but they've been squeaking by games. So Alabama could go in there. And be a ranked team by next week. Um, I don't know. Well, they're they, so inconsistent. Been, yeah. they, that's the whole thing of college basketball this year. Alabama is. looks atrocious against bottom tier teams, but they yeah. look really good against whenever they're playing somebody yeah. good. Well, they were supposed to be a top twenty-five team all year. Yeah, they, they beaten Baylor, Gonzaga, Houston. Was it Houston that they beat? Yeah, probably. I think so. Are they beat. Yeah. And I they, mean, they, and they're like ten and I mean eleven and six or something. And like they played that. Auburn extremely close in Tuscaloosa. So, right, and yeah. this one's at Auburn, so it's going to be a little harder, mm-hmm. um, but they have a chance. Uh, Tennessee, I'm sorry, not Tennessee, Texas playing Texas Tech um, at 13 Texas Tech. Now, Texas just beat um, Tennessee. 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 Tennessee has no business still being a top 25. And that was a close game. I think it was like a one-point game, 52-51. But mm-hmm. Texas is not. I don't. <laughs> well, their defense they're is quietly like, like 16-5, though. Yeah, they have a great, they have a pretty good defense, and they were able to shut down Tennessee. Tennessee couldn't mm-hmm. get anything going. They're big, but they also have no offense. They so. have good guards. It's just their big man. I can never trust. If you want to call it a big man, they, yeah, they're, they're like six seven, six eight front court. But also, Texas hasn't won a NCAA tournament game since Rick Barnes was their coach. So, yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? One of the biggest mistakes <laughs> they could have made. Um, <laughs> at number five, I'm sorry, not five is not going to be their ranking anymore. But Kansas um, is going at number twenty three, Iowa State. 11 Wisconsin going at 24 Illinois. I think that'll be probably the best game in this bunch just because it's the Big Ten and every game is close in the Big Ten, especially ranked games. UCLA's playing Arizona at Arizona this time uh, back-to-back weeks, so we'll see if it's just a home or if it's uh, UCLA is actually a better team than Arizona. And then Baylor plays Kansas at Kansas. Um, should be another good game. Duke and North Carolina, the, obviously the, the biggest rivalry in sports. Uh, in college basketball, at least. Goodness. Um, Coach K. Was. How many times are you going to hear about Coach K during that game? I, luckily, gracious. I haven't seen enough Duke games to hear about his, his retirement. This is his last yet. trip to, to uh, Louisville. I yeah. saw that one. Better than any coach in your program's history. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, Mike. Why are you coming at people's heads like that? I'm tired of the disrespect. I mean, it's not There's disrespect. No disrespect. I, just I just don't want to hear, hear it. it. Well, I mean, it, you got maybe the greatest. He made not, not in what my it is. opinion. You got but one more year. You got he's one been more coaching year. for 50 years. Maybe <clears throat> it's this year to hear it. Then you're done. Well, I didn't want to hear it this year anyway. So I've heard it for the last 20 when he said he's been. I mean, the guys have had back problems. My since back. 1917. <laughs> 
Uh, number 12, Kentucky, again, playing at Alabama. I think that'll be the trap game, probably. Alabama well, um, has played – when they play Kentucky, they'll have played three straight ranked teams in a row. Right. So, But they also are going to be back at home. And I think I think they'll lose at Auburn and then kind of get this fire back under them playing at Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And, and those fans will show up for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they – Alabama, they got a good team. I don't. It's so weird to me because I, I love J.D. Davison as a, as a rookie, freshman. I say rookie. But – they just don't have like, – there's no Herbert Jones. There's no John Payne. There's no closer other than Colin Shackelford. Sexton. Yeah, I mean, that's four years ago. Oh, <laughs> Let's not talk about Boy. Avery Johnson. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a – any former player seems to be a terrible coach, by the way. Can I say that? I mean, Juwan Howard. What a, uh, Penny Hardaway rating, would be my prime example. Yeah, that's fair. Big Ten champion coach. Uh, rating national coach <laughs> of the year, Juwan I just wanted Howard. to make Mike mad. That's the only reason I said uh. that. <laughs> But, yeah, Penny Hardaway is probably the worst coach in, in college basketball, and um, he's got two top five players on his team probably. So don't be a foreign player and, and try to go into coaching. Just because you know how to play the game doesn't mean you're not a coach game. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have NFL to talk about. I I wasn't here last week, so I get to hear Nick's um, disappointing rant about last week's games. But we'll come right back. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. We're back with NFL playoff talk. I'm sick of your Jalen Hurts slander like he didn't carry your team to the playoffs. Did you watch the playoff game? Did no. you see? Who okay. did they play against? Dude, the, the Bucks have one of listen, the best. Did you hear what the press was saying? Okay, so the Eagles. We're not. I'm we just we don't have a waste of a show. <laughs> <laughs> but just oh so God. you know, the defensive coordinator came out and said we made Jalen Hurts throw the ball. That was our game plan. If that doesn't tell you enough what you need to know about an NFL quarterback, yep. then I don't know what does. There's plenty of times where he just runs out of the pocket, a clean pocket at that, and misses wide open receivers. But we're not here to talk about the Eagles. We're here to talk about the. Uh, Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs last week. I know you guys kind of touched on a little bit, um, but I didn't get to hear Mr. Brake's uh, breakdown of the game from last week, and I really do want to hear it. The Nick breakdown? The Nick breakdown. There you go. Well, I mean, it's kind of a perfect time to talk about this uh, after the Chiefs do lose to the Bengals. Yeah, I know he was. was, But, I mean, he was jumping around his apartment happy as all could be. I mean, I probably would be too if I got. You know, my heart ripped out like that. Well, well, we figured it out. Uh, you know, it was the game plan. Leslie Frazier. Uh, now that the Bengals have have shown how to beat the Chiefs, it's pretty spectacular. Okay, Cade, what are you looking at me for? I'm just listening. Pressure. I'm just listening. Look, if you put pressure under Patrick Mahomes, you're going to beat the Chiefs. If you throw the ball, didn't you all put pressure on him and he escaped the pocket? No, and ran we didn't all over throw any you? pressure on him whatsoever. <laughs> Pass rush will beat the Chiefs, well, and if we want to build a team that'll beat the Chiefs, obviously pursue pass, ru- pass rush. Don't re-sign Mario Ad- Mario Addison or Jerry Hughes. Go with young blood, I, and I, and go win. I think that could be true with any, I mean, any great quarterback. If you don't, if you can't hit them, you're not you're gonna have a hard time beating them. I mean, that's what. The, well, we say that, but I mean, Matt Stafford is the best quarterback against the blitz that is this in the NFL season, and it's a little bit different that you have to play him than you do say Patrick Mahomes, but. I do get your point. If you get after the quarterback, it makes it harder. Yeah. But, I mean, Mahomes is one of the best throw-on-the-run guys in the league. And, oh, here we go, Nick. Go ahead. 
Did you I, see him play today? I, if you bring if you bring two guys on the edge, I mean you can you can say that get in em. the second half. But yeah. did you watch the first half? I mean they tried that in the first half and he ran all over him. <laughs> to be fair, I, I actually did not watch the first half. <laughs> well, that's your problem. I was watching the United States men's yeah, national team. I, I oh, that lost it. to Canada. Yes. I think the, <laughs> let's not Canada, talk about because Canada is so known for their, for their soccer. <laughs> I think you could guess the stadium name by the way. Tim Hortons Stadium is where we lost <laughs> today. Uh, it, it was bitter. Oh, Canada. Just like um, Tim Hortons coffee. Back. I think the way to beat Mahomes, and I think what happened in this Bengals game was they got up by so much, and they kind of got conservative, and it got to the point where Mahomes was playing well, against the Bills. I mean, there was a lot of pressure in that moment, but in a way, there also isn't because it's like you're thinking, I got to go down and score. I mean, it's back and forth, back and forth. This one, it's like I'm sitting here out here for an hour and a half. I just want this game to be over. Like I'm just trying to end this game. My rhythm's broken. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hold a lead more than like I, let me go down there and well and I, go get it, which is kind of hit how his play style fits. Is I want to go big play, big play instead of let me run the ball, throw it one time, try to methodically move the field, which is not really his game. Well, it's not. I don't know if that's not his game. But it's just the play calling in this game yes. in the second half was terrible. And not I mean, even just that. The one at the end of the first half. Uh, yep. When they should have just took the points and yeah. they didn't get and it. they didn't get a field goal out of it. And, and then at the end, when they were at the what the two, the three, and ran the pass, the play action pass, <laughs> for, for what reason? And he held onto the ball, just throw it away. That's the other thing. He didn't throw, he didn't the, throw ball the ball away, away. at no, all. It doesn't. I mean, he almost cost him the game in the in the regulation because regulation. he fumbled the ball, and luckily yeah. his offensive line jumped on it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that moved the kick from a twenty yard field goal to a forty yarder, and that's a big yeah. difference, especially when the game's on the line. So. He he definitely costs his team in ways, but I mean the play calling was so conservative and you know. And also, it was great defense by the Bengals. I mean, they rushed the, three when, for half half the time yeah, in the second the half. Biggest when, signings in free agency, I think, is definitely uh, Trey, Trey Henderson. Henderson. Getting him was massive. When mm-hmm. they got the interception um, in overtime and that double coverage. That would have been a great catch by Tyreek Hill. He would have caught that if Jesse Bateson and put his hand yeah. in Oh, yeah. It. So, That's it was just great defensive play pretty, by the Bengals. He should have thrown a pick on the previous play. Eli Apple. That's what you get. When you throw at Eli Apple, you get third and fourth chances. because that guy is, in the Super Bowls, oh, man. That's crazy. He was just ragging on Giants fan bases and Saints fan bases last week. It was funny Terrible. to watch him wouldn't, not get the pick. Wouldn't you love to see him against OBJ in the Super Bowl? Wouldn't that be so funny? Especially, well, there's no possible way that he would ever line up against OBJ, but he would have to. He would have to. You don't want him on Cooper. He going to put him on Vance Jefferson? Van Jefferson? He's probably. In the slot? <laughs> no. Where else are you going to put him? He's You're going to put him on the outside? I'd put him on Odell. He's going to be on Odell. No, he's an Odell hater, so you know he's going to say that. Either way, the Bengals did come out with the victory today. We'll kind of talk about that. More of Joe Burrow. While he doesn't throw up the numbers that, say, Josh Allen did or Patrick Mahomes did, he does win games, yeah. and he, mm-hmm. he makes timely passes. He or look doesn't like, fold. Or look like Herbert does. I mean, Herbert looks like the athlete. So, what? Herbert doesn't win games. So, so, I mean, bro, oh. that's just, like, another step. Like, he doesn't look like. Well, I think it's just – I think that's the difference of defenses because Bengals have a decent defense in the Chargers 2-9. But <laughs> Also, um, the Bengals receiving core is top three in the league. I mean, yeah, yeah if really you're right. throwing if, – yep. if you double cover Jamar Chase, you still have Tyler T. Boyd and T. Higgins, T. Higgins on – Tyler and Boyd's it, one of the best slot receivers in the league. Yeah. And he's your third option. And yeah. you got Uzama, who's a nice tight end. And he's got anymore. Yeah. 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 He'll probably not be playing in the Super Bowl. He got in the first quarter. I think he was – he was carted yeah. off. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's it's it's sad to see, but he he's definitely done for the season. But I mean, the Bengals have a chance to 
do something that's unprecedented, which is go 30 years without winning a playoff game and then go to the Super Bowl the first time you make yeah. a I mean, the first time you get a playoff win. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's also they had the number one pick two years ago. Yeah, I mean they were they won four games last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Four games, and and the whole you know debate was whether you take Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase. And while I don't think it you looks gone like wrong either way, I don't yeah. think you could have. In I, hindsight, it looks like Jamar Chase, like oh, runaway pick. It does, but then you get sacked eight times in a playoff game, yeah. and then you look at it like you still need the O line. I think it's going to rear its head in the Super Bowl, no matter who you get, because you have yeah. if you play Aaron Donald, or Armstrong, or yeah. you have Aaron Donald mm-hmm. and Von Miller, mm-hmm. so he's going to get hit. Yeah, well, it's I mean, just a matter of a game plan because screens worked in this game for a reason, and that's because at this point you have to let them come at you. Because your offensive line is not going to sustain. Let them get out in front. And, and if the Chiefs' defense wasn't so horrendous, well, they, they just, probably wouldn't. The screen. I mean, the screens worked half the time. The other half, it didn't. That's just and the, the Chiefs, Chiefs just the Chiefs. looked lost. See, I don't think they played. I mean, they oh, was it twenty four points in the first half. I mean, in the first, in the game until overtime. So that's yeah. not twenty four points. Twenty one unanswered. I guess you could look at it either way. Yeah, but, I, I would say. I, I mean, mean, I think it lays at Mahomes, and it, I've had this problem with Mahomes. I don't think he plays that well in big games. His most impressive win is the Super Bowl, and he threw two picks in it. And he didn't play good against Tampa. He's lost. He lost. Now he's I mean, one and two in AFC Championship games. Starting to look a little Rodgers esque to me. Bro, he he and just got to the league. He's been to the AFC Rogers Championship S. every he's single year that he's so now played. He's, now he's not one and two. Oh, he's sorry. Two yeah, two and two. Hey, Wait, run. Yeah, yeah, two and two. But what? One, really one. quick. I'm sorry, Mac. Yeah. Uh, but can I read this tweet um, from <laughs> at? Underscore KLG3. <laughs> I wonder who that is. That is our beloved Caden Gillard Day, by the way, in case you guys don't know. This was at 3 o'clock today. And I, Caden, I, you're a great man. You're smart. I love you. But <laughs> Bengals, you had a good run. All respect to you. You just <laughs> no ran into way. Baby Goat. No shame in that. Hey, man. All hey, takes exposed. I left it up because I wanted, up. I wanted my friends, because I'm in a sports group chat with Bengals fans. And I was like, if it, I'm gonna leave it up and just tag all takes exposed, I would love to be featured on that. That would page. be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would love to. Well, like the freezing cold takes. I just, you know, it did look. It looked like a blowout. It, it like should have been. It should have been. If the Chiefs One took of the, worst the points, jobs I've ever seen. if they just took the points, the game would have been different. But I mean, yeah. you can say that in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. But, still. but even then, like they, the second half, they still had plenty of opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was oh, yeah. twenty-one to three, and you let, and it's twenty-four it's to Bengals. twenty-one at one point after yeah. that. So like twenty-one answered, you just you can't allow that and expect to win a game. It's yeah. like when the Texans were up what, twenty-four nothing, 20, and, and then went for the fake yeah. punt. Yeah. yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> in their own end zone, right? And you expect to win like that? No, so. Um, the Chiefs, yeah, but we'll move on to the NFC. The 49ers and the Rams are playing right now. I think it's still knotted up. 7-7. Seven, seven. The Rams did just drop a touchdown pass. I don't know who they oh. threw it to. I've never seen him play. He was wearing 18, I think. But it hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. It was a deep pass. So. Uh, let me see. 18. I, I don't know, but I assume he's not yeah. tied in because uh, I was trying to think of Higby's replacement. Bennett, Tyler it's Higby. Bennett Skoronic. He yeah. went to no- Northwestern and Why then you transferred know? No, he went to, to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> he went to Northwestern <laughs> for four of course years. Mike and he was wide that. open in <laughs> the end zone to Notre Dame. In case you don't know, if there's any player that we don't know as yeah. a you know as a fan base, and even if you guys don't know, Mike will know. Yeah. You just have to ask him. So thank you, Mike, for knowing that for some reason he went to Northwestern. Mike and his parents don't know who that is right now. Well, from what I could tell, because I haven't been able to watch the game, obviously, because right. I'm in here. But from what I could tell, the Rams' O line has been holding up for compared to the last time they played, when the Niners' D line just ran through the Rams' O line. It was terrible watching. Well, that. and we'll talk about it because they've won six straight against the Rams. The 49ers have, and it's it's kind of weird because this year was supposed to be the year that was different for the Rams because they got Matt Stafford, they got all these OBJ, Von Miller, all these pieces. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, the 49ers, they played them once without 
Von Miller, and they played him twice without OBJ. But yeah. it's hard to beat somebody six times in a row, no matter who you're playing. And it's hard to beat somebody three times in one season. Right. Expect like I said this last week in basketball, it is extremely hard to beat somebody three times in one season. Like when Florida and UK played three times in and UK college basketball. Lost. Yes, in NBA you have a series. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, but in the NFL, I I, I couldn't think of the last time somebody a team beat somebody three mm-hmm. times in a row. I mean the Patriots and the closest was it. and what we said last week the closest was the Saints last, last year, year, but lost. But it. they lost. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I assumed it would be the Patriots. Well, I tell you, the, the Rams, I think the reason why the 49ers were able to play them so well is the Rams, I just think, I feel, are they're a too, finesse team. They're too L.A. And, and yep. the 49ers <laughs> are a physical. Smash mouth, yep. I mean, Kyle Shanahan runs the same offense as his dad from the set, from the uh, 80s and 90s. So and somehow it is a physical. He does, but he does it right. in a in creative nu- way. Nuance which way. Is, which but is, at the core, it's a power running system. Right, important. Because he does have four or five yeah. running backs that he plays every game, it yeah, seems like. The field and I, yeah, they just, they, yeah. I've been watching Who did? the Mag- Rams. Matt Gay, the Rams. Oh it, was a, it was a 54-yarder. So now the 49ers will have it with a, at about midfield with a minute 50 before half. Well, and that's that's kind of what oh, That's uh, significant. We'll, we'll talk about that. Going out for a long field goal, you're getting it at midfield with a minute 50. Well, apparently apparently anything is a long field goal for Matt Gay because he missed a 40-yarder last week. Short. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Short, not left or right. Weird. What? Which I'm pretty sure they blamed it on the holder, but I'm not sure if it was and the holder's fault. And this week on the offensive line, they haven't gotten the sacks so far, but they have been hitting Stafford often. I mean, he has been limping off the field almost every possession. I mean, he has been taking a beating. Well, Stafford's known for, for yeah. I don't know if he kind of sells it up a little bit, yeah. but he definitely gets hurt quite right. a bit and plays through it. But um, kind of going off that Bucks game last week, as we have a little bit of time left, that. I mean, the Rams gave the Bucks every opportunity to come back in that game, and they right. did. Uh, somehow they pulled it out. I it still baffles me that they won that game. Um, Cooper Cup going deep for what was I, it, forty yards yeah. at the end of the game. I think of this game being tied right now. We know Sean McVay, and when he gets a lead, he's trouble in the first half. When he goes in the first half of the lead, now when he doesn't, he's awful. You got some stats to back so, that up, or are you just pulling that? I know out? he's like. 41 and 1 when he goes in halftime with the lead. And you know, I don't know how many times the Rams have lost, but that means that most of those losses have come when he doesn't have a lead. So, okay. This will be. Uh, yeah. That's fair. I'd yeah. be worried. Right now, if you look at this game, it's playing great into what so they're not the 49ers the, want. Yeah, they're yeah, not the comeback They comeback want kids. low scoring no. because Jimmy G can't deliver it. That's what I said. I said I told Mac, I said, I will put, if Jimmy G makes it to another Super Bowl, I will put him up in above. A mid-tier quarterback at the very bottom of a decent, you know, above mid-tier. If they win this game above thirty points, and I don't think it'll happen, I think they'll I win think it they twenty. I mean, I mean, yeah, twenty. But I'm saying thirty. Even, yeah. But that's the problem is like he can't keep up with these high-powered. That's why but he Chiefs, can. But he did score above but twenty when beat Dallas because so they played he, when, the Chiefs. When they needed him to score on the upper left on the upper scale to beat Dallas, he did. They didn't need him at Green Bay to do that, but they did need him a clutch field goal, and he was able to get him down the field and get him in a field goal range. So, it's mid-tier. Win, what it's needed? Right. It's game what is needed? I'm but not Ryan. saying mid-tier is bad. But oh, I look. would agree with game manager, but I, I don't I don't hold game manager as that makes you lesser. I would say there's a okay. lot of all-time game Well, managers. I told you that I told you before the show that he's the best, he's the top tier of game managers that yeah. there is. Yeah. Not that that's saying a lot. No, but not. Tom Brady is. Shut up. Mm-hmm. This is why we can't talk. Go ahead, yeah. Nick. But look, look, they go to the Super Bowl. 
Who? Rams? The the 49ers two seasons ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo last season right. because of injury. They missed the playoffs. This year looks very much so like they could be headed back to the Super Bowl. That's two in three years. You can't be a bad quarterback and play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, but you can't be a bad coach, and Mac loves to, to dog on Kyle Shanahan oh, quite okay, a now bit. That, you've gotta, it's got to go both well, ways. You can't, you can't do that. And you have I don't dog defense. on Shanahan. I think Shanahan's... He's a he's a good coach. He's right he's there a, with McVay. He, no, he's not. Yes, he because is. Because his record without have Jimmy a lot G better is atrocious. Than McVay. So I think Jimmy G. It's equal. I, I don't think he's a bad coach, I but I, I would say for the success of the 49ers, I'm I'm putting it more 50. You're, you're giving than Jimmy most G. More six. Hey, hey I'm about to walk out this studio. That don't even make no sense. I mean, let's think. Let's Jimmy just, G. Is let's lost let's, me there, just, man. let's just look at the. Let's just look at you know football. Jimmy G is <laughs> go hurt. To, go to commercial. Jimmy G is hurt. They they missed the playoff. Jimmy G is healthy. They might be going to two Super Bowls. Who else was hurt? Hey, Who else oh, was hold hurt? On, hold the on. whole team was hurt. Yeah. Team hold was on. out. Hold last on. Year. Hold on. Hold on. Mike, a bunch of useless information that you know. Uh, who was the 49ers quarterback last year? Well, it was about four. Nick wrong. Mullins. Nick Mullins and who else? Give me the give me the CJ guy. CJ Beathard. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and the Iowa legend. Where are those two at right now, uh, Mike? Uh. Out of the league. Okay. But see, y'all now, try to act like Jimmy G is responsible for 2% of this success. No. He I'll has give him zero 20. touch. This is his first touchdown, and it was a short pass. It wasn't even like an actual it was pass. as a 35 to 40-yard touchdown. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't <laughs> it mean a it's a 5-yard pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first touchdown of the playoffs. Either way, we got to get to break, Mac. Your takes are still awful, even if we come back. I, we didn't get to talk about Tom Brady retiring, which, I mean, I don't know if he did yet. Yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back. We have pickers when we come back because we have a new season after I won last year. <laughs> You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports. You're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. I get And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. We were just talking about the ratings for the Super Bowl this year, if the Bengals and the Niners make it. And uh, they're going to be near what NBA Finals. No, they're not. <laughs> I disagree. I'm just kidding. And if what new teams. NFL always. always yeah. But it'll be uh, it'll definitely be down compared would, to best. I agree. I disagree. Last year was under $100 million. It's a standard to $100 million. I think we go to $110 million this year, regardless yeah, of There's not that it. many Bengals fans in the, in the world. Who's going to miss the Super Bowl? Caden, are yeah. you not going to watch this? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I might, I might go to Cincinnati. We are sports <laughs> fanatics here. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a bit, the big difference between year. you know, know everyone watches the everybody's yeah. mother that watches the Super you Bowl know, when they don't care about it. A certain demographic might turn it off at halftime, but you yeah. Know. Hey, they still viewed. <laughs> <laughs> NBC still gets that. We have pickums. We have uh, about four minutes to run through these really quick, but um, obviously, I'm not going to write them all in because I'm too lazy. So write your own in um, respectfully. First game we have here is Duke at North Carolina for the first big matchup of this weekend for college basketball. All these are college basketball picks. Um, Caden, who do you got? Um, yeah, North Carolina's not good, so Duke. They're not terrible this year. It's such a stick. So, where'd you say it is? At North Carolina. North Carolina's winning. I hope they win, okay. but I'm not going to. I love Duke. I think Duke could actually have a shot at a national championship given all the parity yep. this season. North Carolina's going to get one this week, though. All right. Mike? I'm gonna take North Carolina too. They always get one on Duke. Yeah. So. Then why'd you write Duke, Mike? I changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it for Mac. Who you got? <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm Duke. Usually I'm Duke. Usually, it, yeah. Scholar. That's good. Hey, that's why we're in the biz. All right. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Duke as well. I do think North Carolina is, is good at home, but um, 
at least for this game, go Duke. Who put you? Oh, Kentucky versus Bama at Bama. This is, I believe, next Saturday. Um, Caden, who do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go Wildcats. I mean, they're on a roll right now, so I'm, I think they keep it up. I mean, they they just won in the one of the toughest environments, so that's true. Nick, Kentucky, Alabama can't you play said so three four like you were so. Alabama's mad. gonna beat Auburn this week, and then they're gonna lose Kentucky. They can't okay. play three good games in a row. Mac, yeah, UK. I think UK is playing tremendous right now. Michael, Kentucky. I said Michael. <laughs> uh, all right, we have Texas versus Texas Tech at 13 Texas Tech. Does everybody have Texas Tech in this Yeah, game? I don't even know why that's yes. on there. I mean, it's just a game. <laughs> we Texas, just have to, we Texas have to just won space. against Tennessee. You know, it's, they could be ranked. It could be a ranked matchup. You never know. The Red Raiders. Um, Kansas at oh, Iowa State. This is at Iowa State, so it could be a decent game. Hilton Magic. Matt, who do you got? Kansas. They got to bounce back. Nick. Jayhawks. That's okay. exactly why, because they got their butts kicked, and I think Bill Self is going to be hyped up at practice and, you know, get in them. What's that center's name? I forgot his name. David McCormick. Yes, he got absolutely whooped by all. He didn't play, the, he didn't play the second half. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, Mike. Iowa State. There you go. I think I'm going to go upset. Iowa State, too. No, I'm not. I'm going Kansas. Um, <laughs> Mike on a lone island, but it could work out for you. You put Pac-12 basketball. What I mean? It's a top ten matchup. Yeah, I mean, you know how we feel about Pac-12. We're gonna start off with uh, eleven Wisconsin versus (laughs) Illinois. Nick, you already kind of gave your pick about that, but um, you're gonna say, didn't you say Illinois is gonna win that? Oh, was that Mike? Uh, That was Will Gerber. Oh, the Illinois man in here. If if big if if Andre Corbello and Kofi Coburn are back, they will beat Wisconsin. Okay. Well, we don't know that. So, Nick, who do you got? I think they could both lose. <laughs> well, that's not that's not possible. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go Wisconsin. I don't really believe in Illinois. Okay. I see. I don't believe in Wisconsin. I don't believe in the Big Ten. I don't believe in Santa. Yeah, Big Ten. Is, <laughs> Big Ten is Pac-12 for me. But Mac, who do you got? Wisconsin. Mike. Illinois. Really? Caden. I I mean I guess Illinois. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds so confident. It's, it's Big Ten basketball. I mean, we have Big East basketball. Villanova 14 at 22 Marquette. We're going to run through these. Caden? Nova. Nick? Nova. Mac? Nova. Mike? Nova. Jeez, sweep. Um, 15 USC at number three Arizona. They could have lost to UCLA at this point again. I don't know which one comes first. I think it's the UCLA game. But yeah. um, do they lose three straight, possibly, Caden? No. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, um. No, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Everybody got Arizona? Yeah. Cool. Yes. For, the, for this one, but not the next Okay, one. yeah. UCLA at Arizona. Do you think UCLA sweeps them in the series? Nick break. No, I don't. You think Arizona wins? I do. I don't think they could play a lot worse than they did last week. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 don't, reasoning. I, don't, I think Arizona will have a fire under them after that game. I don't think there's any way Kirk Creaso can go 0 for 10 from 3 again. <laughs> both? It's just not possible. You got them winning both, Mike? All right, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Arizona, UCLA. I'll Arizona ride with Caden. Two, Arizona 2-0 this week. I'll ride okay. with Caden at UCLA. And finally, the last game in the marquee matchup, quote-unquote, Baylor versus Kansas, two teams that have been down lately. It's at Kansas, at oh. Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, I just changed it when I saw that. I was going to go Baylor, but, I mean, they've lost 16 times there in 15 years. 17. 17 years. They're well, not going to lose there now. twice in the next, I mean, week. week. Uh, yeah, well, they almost did it against Texas Tech, but Max going Kansas. Nick, who do you got? Kansas. Gosh, you're so lame. Bro. I'm not going to go Kansas twice in a week, not so go ahead and give me Baylor. <laughs> I'm going to take Baylor as well. Mike, who do you I got? I don't like Bill Self. Kansas. Kansas? 
Me and Kane are the only ones that really go out there. Mike, you yeah. pick Iowa State. You know, right? and that's why we win. We're the only two winners in the past four, four years. Well, that's because so. the rest of them have been here. But, yeah, that sure. works, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening, as always. And Spotify, go check it out. This should be on there. Hopefully, we recorded it. It is. Yeah. Um, but or whatever streaming service you listen yes, to. Yes, it's, it's on, on all the everyone. ones. But, you know, Spotify is the GOAT. So, <laughs> Nick can agree. Apple Music is no good. No, it's terrible. Um. Shout out to Apple Music, though. Thanks for We're losing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, though. As from your host, Ryan Gooden, alongside Caden Gaylord Day, Nick Brake, Mac Rosano, Will Gerber, Noah Lyons, and Mike Stamper. 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 I'm never going to get that right. As always, <laughs> go, go Tops. Tops.